Hey everyone, you're probably wondering why you're getting this in your feed. It's because we're letting you know about our bonus episode, only available to our union at Dig Me Out, our first 80s episode of 2019. So if you want to hear the rest of this episode, you're going to get a little taste here. You should go to patreon.com forward slash dig me out and join the Dig Me Out union. And you can get this episode and all of our bonus episodes along with a bunch of other stuff. So get on over there. It's Panorama, the third album, Jay, that came out from the Cars, the first of the 80s. And it's a very interesting record. We're going to get to it. Whitney Beeler was the person who suggested this record. And he said, when when the poll went up, he said, you guys are killing me. Now there are too many I want to hear, but I'm going with the cars. Panorama is just this unknown album by this huge band. And then um, Johnny Hooper was the other one who commented. He said, Surferosa. Yep. Maybe we'll get to that in the future. We could always recycle some of the He's other making ones. making the bull claim it's one of the most important history of alternative music. I, I, could, I could see that. I mean, that's a bold claim. That's a big claim, but... Others have made that claim, and uh, you know when when we recently did the the Breeders episode, you know Steve Albini was the producer on there. Steve Albini said ten effing stars for Doolittle, and Kurt Cobain, who mentioned the Breeders pod as being influential, also mentioned the Surfer Rosa. So big record. We didn't get to it on this one. Maybe in the future. What we got to is. Panorama by the Cars. <laughs> Panorama. Yes. Came out in say August. Like, say like you're from Ohio. Panorama. 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 <laughs> came out in August of 1980, Jay. It's the third album. It came out after the self-titled album, which was 78. And then you had Candy O, which was 79. And then it was followed up by Shake It Up in 81, and then there was a bit of a break. Uh, Heartbeat City came out in 84. Now, what's interesting is that, except for this record, those four records, albums one, two, four, and five, all have like at least two top 40 singles on them. Yeah. This one, not so much. Nope. So, give me your history with the Cars, Jay. Um, big fan, know them a, a little bit. What's your take on them um approaching big fan uh so you know growing up in cleveland they're they're played on the radio a lot especially the first uh record uh i i knew every song on that record before i ever bought it was it ben or from ohio uh yes that's probably so you know know that first record back to front before i even bought it and i didn't buy it until maybe 15 years ago like maybe the late 90s i bought it um, just because it been played so much. Um, and then I go on sort of Cars binges where I'll go back and revisit the catalog. Uh, mostly the first two records are the two I usually go to. Um, I have revisited this one from time to time. I don't listen to much past this record. Uh, so, I, I, you know, I'm, I'm fairly familiar with this one, but I'm really, really love the first two, uh, especially the first one. Okay, interesting. I've never... Until this record, I've never listened to a full Cars album. I've had their greatest hits. I've actually actually had different greatest hits of theirs. There's like the greatest hits that came out in the 80s. 
which has everything before the door to door album, which came out in 87, which doesn't have any hits on it. Yeah. Um, and then I, there's also an expanded double album that came out in the nineties, which is like a purple sparkly, uh, case. And I think it's called just what I needed. And I think I, I like switched out my single disc for a double disc at some point. So I've always had like some sort of representation of the cars in my collection, but I never actually dived or dove into any of their particular albums. So this is the first time doing that. Yeah. The, the first record is almost a greatest hits. It's, it's incredible. It's just song after song, mind blowingly good. And um, like I said, in Cleveland, they went deep. I mean, the, the, they play nearly every song on that record uh, on classic rock radio. So interesting. There's maybe one song on there that didn't get in rotation. It, it's kind of amazing when you go through it. You're like, I know this song. I know this song. I know this song. <laughs> like, holy shit! It's amazing so. how many albums in the late '70s you can do that. Think about like Boston's first record, Van Halen's first record, where yeah. almost the entire record is radio worthy. Yep, that's an interesting phenomenon. I'd like to, yeah, maybe maybe we could do an episode a special 80s episode or or if we ever do dig me out 70s we could talk about that but um and and, and i guess i always have to remind myself that those first two records came out in the 70s I right mean, they still at just quickly if i was to think I was, oh they're an 80s band but you know their two most known albums are not 80s albums so this is the first one which is uh i guess i hadn't considered that when i was listening to it right i had not really realized it until we started doing this that they had two records. I thought that they maybe had one record before this, or this came out, you know, mid '80s. But learning that this was an '80 album, and then they had two records before it, I was like, "Oh, this is a bit different than I was expecting." Because I think of New Wave as being a early '80s sound, but you can make the case with regards to '78 and the first record that that that's New Wave. Mm-hmm. So let's get into this record, though. Let's do it. Yeah. 